everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Bookish Lessons with Sudarshanel. For a while now, I've been fooling around with the idea of a podcast, and where I wanted to review books, I decided instead I would read parts of books that have made an impact on my life. As most of you know, 2020 has been quite a year, and I decided with BLM and with the fight for trans lives that I would broaden my reading horizons. For the longest time, I've read mainly cis-hetero authors, white authors, female authors, and the narratives I was being fed were the same thing over and over. And then I found this gem of a book, Felix Ever After, written by Case and Calendar, an own voices book, meaning that the character is trans and so is the author. And there was a profound conversation between Felix and a group of his friends that really made me step back and examine my own sexuality. So minor spoilers incoming, I will read a bit of the conversation and then discuss the impact it has had on me and hopefully from from hearing parts of the book read it'll make you want to pick up felix ever after check it out so i'll start leah grins up at me her face becomes extraordinarily red when she's intoxicated felix can i ask you a question she goes on without waiting for my response you dated marisol she says but are you also into guys? Since you went out with Ezra, I mean. Marisol begins cackling. Ezra chokes on air, and I screw my face up in confusion. What? Leah is surprised. You two went out, didn't you? No, we really didn't. Marisol's laughter gets louder. Oh, Leah says, looking at Marisol and Austin in confusion. I thought you went out. I'm not the only one who thought that, right? Everyone always thinks that we did, Ezra says, giving a small embarrassed smile without looking at Austin. Austin takes a sip from Leah's beer bottle. Awkward. Yeah, I say. I'm also into guys. Why? Leah recovers quickly. I was just wondering if you consider yourself bisexual or pansexual or anything. I thought I was bisexual, Leah tells us. But I think that was only because it was like I had to be. It was almost like a habit until finally one day, I was like, wait... Why do I say I'm attracted to guys when literally the last guy I thought was cute was Simba? There's silence. Marisol blinks at Leah. You know that Simba was a lion, right? Austin adds, and a cartoon. Simba was fucking hot, okay, Leah says. That jungle scene with Nala? Come on now, she pauses. Though now that I think about it, maybe I was actually more attracted to Nala. I thought Kovu was pretty hot, Ezra tells us, leaning against the wall. I was all about Lilo's sister, Marisol says. Those curves, seriously. Zuko too, Ezra adds. Oh, Leah says, sitting up. What about Mulan and those fucking Li Shang bisexual vibes? I'd been super into Mulan, I suddenly remember, until she started dressing like a girl again. I was disappointed when she was forced to leave the army, forced to say that she was a woman. It's funny. I hadn't really thought about it until now, but it's yet another clue. My memories are peppered with little pieces of evidence that I'd always been trans even before I knew what trans was. Sometimes, 
I'm a little frustrated with myself. What if I'd been one of the folks who knew, without a doubt, that they were trans since the time they were toddlers? How many years have I wasted living this lie, and all because I hadn't even known that I could have been living my truth all along? But also, I'm grateful. Happy that I'd figured it out at all. Wait, Ezra says, is everyone here queer? Yeah, of course, Marisol says. I only hang out with gay people. Leah twists a curl around her finger. Straight people are so exhausting. Did you all see the article on whether women have any value if they don't get married and have children? Austin asks. I see at least one thing a day that makes me wonder if the straight people are alright. And then there was that article saying that queer TV shows are making more people gay. I never saw a single TV show with a gay person until like last year, Leah says. And it, I didn't turn out to be straight, so... The shows aren't making people gay, Austin says. They're just making people realize it's even, I don't know, a possibility. It's like we're all brainwashed from the time we're babies to think that we have to be straight. The straights say that we've got an agenda to turn people gay, Marisol says. But then we'll try to force toddlers on each other and say it's so cute and they're destined to get married. Seriously? I understand what Austin means. Kind of like reading I am Jay for the first time and everything just clicking. I'd already gone through the whole questioning sexuality thing a few years before that. I had crushes on girls and guys before, but I never had a crush on both a girl and a guy at the same time. It was almost like a cycle. I'd be attracted to girls for a few months, then to guys for a few months, then back to girls again. And whenever I was into a guy, looking back on it now, it's difficult to figure out if I was actually into him, if I just wanted to be him, or both. It was one of the most confusing times of my life. I thought, for some reason, that I had to figure out which I was more attracted to. Either I was gay, or I was straight. One day, a few weeks after meeting Ezra, right around when he started dating Declan, I told him that I felt like I was going crazy. I don't get it, he said, eyebrows pinched together. Why do you have to choose? And it really was as easy as that. It took a second to get out of the habit, but eventually I stopped worrying about the question and just went with the cycles. And as I stopped worrying about it, I started to notice different things about the people I'm attracted to and the sort of things that connect them. Confidence, a flame inside of them, almost like they know exactly who they are. And no one's ever going to be able to tell them otherwise. Ezra, Leah says, are you bisexual too? Ezra's a lazy drunk. He shrugs with a slow smile. I honestly don't care that much about labels. I mean, I know they're important to a lot of people. And I can see why. I'm not knocking them. It's just, I kind of wish we could exist without having to worry about putting ourselves into categories. If there were no straight people, no violence or abuse or homophobia or anything, would we even need labels? Or would we just be? Sometimes I wonder if labels can get in the way. Like if I was adamant that I'm straight, does that force me into only liking girls? What if that stopped me from falling in love with a guy? I don't know, he says again. I get that labels can be important. They connect us. They help create community, Leah says. I can see what you're saying. If the world was perfect, maybe we wouldn't need labels. But the world isn't perfect, and labels can really be a source of pride, especially when we've got to deal with so much crap. I'm really freaking proud to be a lesbian. Yeah, and that's cool, Ezra said, nodding. I like that a lot. I just don't really want to use labels for myself. I feel better without them. Okay, Leah says. That's your choice. I respect that.
And that is one of the most profound things in Felix ever after. I say things, but it was just a conversation that lasted three to four pages. And it really made me wonder exactly what I was. So is this podcast me coming out? Probably. Do I know what I am? No, not necessarily. I do not identify as heterosexual. But to a degree, I agree with Ezra. Labels can be confining. They box us in. But then I also agree with Leah. They are, they're a source of pride. You're able to define who you are and move through life with one extra adjective to describe yourself. And with it, I love the way that the conversation is wrapped up. That they respect each other. They're all queer, but they don't all necessarily identify to a particular label. Later on, Felix realizes that he's not just trans. He identifies more with a label called Demi Boy. And I admit, um, reading Felix Ever After, I had no idea what a Demi Boy or a Demi Girl was. So after a quick Google search, I found out that a Demi Boy mostly identifies as a boy, but sometimes identifies as a girl. So what Felix Ever After has taught me is that Within the LGBT community, I understand the need for labels, but it would be great to just foster love despite or without necessarily having these labels. But labels have become a safety net for LGBTQ folk because of the way the world is. As they said, in an ideal world, there would be no need for labels. There would be no need for boxing in. But this is not an ideal world if 2020 has taught us anything at all. So Felix Ever After has made me step back and look at my own sexuality, having been raised in a heteronormative society and wondering, I saw this meme actually that said, if you have to Google, am I gay? You probably are gay. And at one point, I was googling, if I watch a certain type of porn, does this make me a lesbian? And so, let's also normalize this. Let's normalize watching porn. Let's normalize talking about sexuality. Let's normalize talking about gender. Let's normalize accepting trans people. And if there's any reason to pick up Felix Ever After, it's to understand the narrative of a trans person. So, Felix Ever After had made me step back and think, well, I like both guys and girls. Does that make me bisexual? Does that make me pansexual? Does that make me demisexual? What does that make me? And I think for now, I'm going to take Ezra's stance and step back and say, I don't really necessarily identify as a label besides just queer. And I'll like who I like moving forward. But I do hope, after having heard me read exhaustively from Felix Ever After, that you will check out the book by Case and Calendar and tune in again for episode two of Bookish Lessons with Sue Darshana.